to the510.com. Yeah, is this going to suck the whole time, or is this like the only part that sucks? I just want to gauge how much suck I have to freaking sit through. I don't know. I mean, does anyone really pay attention to radio anymore? This is getting stupid. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? That may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You balls have been tempered in the fury of hell's dragon. Stupid! You're so stupid! Ladies and gentlemen, your host, JC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is JC with the 510 Podcast. So excited you're here. This is episode 27. If this, if you are new to the podcast, well, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. Every episode, we get to talk to amazing people in the music industry. That could be DJs. It could be producers. More importantly, it could be musicians uh, and artists. And this week, we have Joe Catella of Dead. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly, too. People get people get floundered on that, which is interesting to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, my anyway. name is Josh, right? I go by JC right. on the show, but my name's Josh. And you know how many times I've gotten John or Jason in my life? I'm like, it's four letters. Come on. Right. Yeah, it's like one of the easiest, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the bands that we've had lately are bands that I'm not terribly familiar with, which is great because I get yeah. to know them just like my audience does. So tell me a little bit about what prompted you guys to start Dead. Like, what was the yeah. impetus be- behind you know starting this? Wow. Well, it was kind of like the the uh, the 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 end made a new beginning kind of thing. Uh, we were in other bands. Those bands were fizzling out kind of thing, or we were getting sick of being in those bands. I was getting sick of kind of the music industry, which is funny because, because that's what we're talking about. Um, and I was kind of over it. I was over like the idea of, you know, initially when you first start, you're starting a band to just make music when you're like, you know, I was 13 or 14 and, and then, you know, through my teens, you're just having fun. You want to just play shows. And then there's a time when you kind of start, taking it more seriously and when you're working on things you're thinking about business and you're thinking about trying to be successful and i got to a point where i just hated that you know what i mean so when we started this band actually i was i didn't care i wasn't trying to be uh uh make it a career or anything we just were just like let's just try to make some heavy music we're going to play at dive bars and have fun and that was that i wanted music to be fun again and then lo and behold that turned into you know, the best reaction I've ever gotten from any music that I ever put out, you know, in my life, um, which is a long, you know, a pretty decent amount of, of bands and, and, and EPs and whatever. Um, so that's the humble beginning of it was just fun, trying to be heavy. It was me, um, our old guitar player, David, who's not in the band anymore now. And it was uh, Matt Good from a band called First to Last. It was the mm-hmm. three of us. We kind of put it together. And, um, and Matt ended up just wanting to go and focus on producing. He's doing a lot of great stuff with that. Like he just did Asking Alexandria's album and the word alive and all kinds of cool stuff. And, um, you know, and he, he, you know, like I said, cause we just started this to have fun. And then when it got serious, he was like, Oh, I, I don't have time for that. You know, that kind of thing. And so, um, we just kept going with it and it just kind of took on a life of its own. Like we played a few shows around locally, um some cool national support stuff and then we just started getting phone calls and you know everything just happened real fast like faster than ever you know so it was it was an interesting beginning to the band but but really cool because it came from as i mentioned just a a place of pure wanting to create something and not caring you know how it was received so i think that made for good music i guess you know 
when you when was the first time you listened to the band the music that you guys were putting together and went holy shit this could actually be something again in the beginning i love we loved it yeah um, but i wasn't thinking about this could be something yeah i didn't even want to think about that you know because i'd done that for so many years where i was like oh this could be but then um so then was it when I, you started getting inbound interest and that's when yeah, it was like wow maybe that, this turns the corner into something more yeah that was kind of when it was we started getting phone calls from management and then um uh we got in touch with john feldman the producer uh the singer of goldfinger and, and also a, a amazing producer um and that was kind of the, the point where we're like oh wait okay like and, and you know and and those were amazing things so it was like all right we have to see this through now and um and and so that was definitely a pivotal pivotal time when, when everybody res- responded so well to it and we we're like all right you know what are we gonna do let's go do this did that increase the pressure at all for you guys or was it did it change the mindset at all as far as like you know you walked into this not really you know putting a lot of pressure on yourselves but yeah. when, when it started getting some inbound interest, did that change anything? Yeah. yeah, it switched it up a bit. You know, that that kind of, like I said, that mentality that we were trying not to have yeah. crept in. And it, it's just, it's inevitable. It's necessary, honestly, to think about it that way, especially now. Now it's now it's a business. Now it's something right. we're very involved. We're with, we have, you know, signed to a record label, management, you know, agency, every, everything, you know. So um, it changed. But that, I feel like that, early ethos is still there and it's very important because it was the reason that it it started so it has to always stay there you know like that that we have to make it for ourselves first and it has to be fun and we have to enjoy it first before we worry about you know everything else because sometimes it gets flipped and it did for me personally and and that was an ugly place you know yeah yeah talk a little bit about your sound like how would you describe your guys' sound how how would people describe dead like what genre or or how would you describe it well i've heard okay i would describe it one way i've heard people describe it as as new core i guess is what they call it so it's like new metal mixed with metalcore and hardcore i guess um and rock yeah i I think you know to me i call it like alternative metal i think you know because it's like it's metal um, and there's a lot of influences and there's a lot of things underneath the metal umbrella, you know, and so there's, there's punk and rock and, uh, alternative and that's, you know, it's all kind of mixed together. That, that's the way that I look at it. I, I feel like it's alternative metal. I don't want to be in a box. And I feel like the word alternative is just honestly, just an alternative to what is in my opinion, you know, what's popular, what's super accessible. It's yeah. more, um, just a little bit different, a little more unique. We try to just make it more, you know, more interesting. Yeah. And when people go see you guys at shows, obviously we haven't seen shows in a while and you guys are about to hit the road, but what do you hope people yeah. walk away from after seeing you guys? Like what, what's the, what's the hope there? Yeah. Um, you know, just, just a good energy, you know, whether it's, whether it's, if you're a fan and you know us, you know, I hope that we just live up to that expectation that you've seen us before. And we still brought that same energy that we brought when we first started out. It's not, we've only really been out in the public eye and playing shows for about four years. So it has been forever yet, but it's, that's long enough. And then for new people, I just hope they feel that groove. I hope it makes them feel, you know, that spark of life that comes through you when you're at a live show, you know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, a, a heavy part, you know, get the heavy chills or whether it's a sing-along in the chorus, you know, we love, we love that kind of sing-along. I've always been a big fan of huge choruses. So, um, I hope you feel it included, you know? Like that's what I love about shows, um, that that inclusion, that unity. Yeah. 
when when you guys have when you're thinking about the process for you guys writing mm. music how is how how did it start right how did uh, those early songs get put together and how has it changed over the years mm. well it started early on it was it was like i said um Matt Good and david uh making music and they kind of created these canvases for me to to paint over um and that's how it first started out was just sending me music and then i would go in and kind of reshape things you know we'd restructure things we did a lot of it in the box and that kind of thing um and then over time it's turned into everybody just kind of makes stuff even our drummer uh you know matt our drummer and you know our bass player kyle and, and our you know whatever like they'll be making stuff and sending sending it all in I'll write stuff on acoustic and then turn it into heavier stuff. You know what I mean? Um, there's really no, like, like nowadays there's no standard. Um, you know, whoever turns in something cool, if it resonates with me and I can sing over it and it turns into a good song, then we'll do it, you know? So, um, which I love, I love that there's no like, all right, everybody, you know, whatever, you know, send me in your thing and I'm going to do this, whatever. It's, it's way more, it's way cooler and it's way more just open. Um, and it feels more communal and that's really cool to me for music. I think it's important, you know, like I know we have, we don't have a lot of association with, you know, the sixties or anything, but I felt like there was this really cool vibe of like that everybody's singer songwriters and they were all just, you know, just being real, you know, it was like a, you know, coagulation of all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and so, you know, we try to keep it like interesting like that, you know, that way you get different sounds, different vibes. It's not just me writing the same thing over and over again. My hands do the same thing when I play a guitar and I get sick of that. So I love when I got someone new throwing me something a little off for me and, and it makes my vocals unique, that kind of thing. Yeah. You guys had some uh, success with your debut album, Misanthrope, right. but now you have the new one coming out. Does that the new one have a name yet? Yeah, um, I, you know what? I don't know if I'm supposed to share the name yet, honestly. It comes out in October, though, um, and I think they want to do a big reveal of the the artwork and the yeah. name and the track listing and that kind of thing. So, but it's got a um, name, and it's all done. It's in the can, yeah, ready to go. Yeah, it's ready to go, man. Yeah, because we, you know, we put out the first single from this album right like the week before the pandemic happened or a couple weeks before that. Yeah. And so we were ready to release it like, you know, a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So now it's now it's finally here. And uh, so, yeah, it's ready to go. How is it different than uh, Misanthrope? Well, it's a totally different producer. Like I said, the first one was with John Feldman. He's he's from Goldfinger, which yeah. is like a punk band. He does a lot more of that kind of stuff. The newer producer was his name, Kevin Churko. Um, he's, you know, done uh five finger death punch and disturbed and in this moment, all kinds of things like that. So it's a different vibe, um, sonically for sure. Yeah. Uh, a bit, a bit bigger, I would say a bit more larger than life. Um, and maybe a little bit cleaner, but bigger and cleaner, I guess, in a way, but, um, still really heavy, I think in mo in the most part, but I also think that we're not inside of the same box we're in, you know, in four years, you grow a lot as a person, you grow a lot with your tastes, you grow a lot with us traveling around the world and meeting people and everything like that. You know what I mean? So um, it's different. And we also didn't want to put out the same exact album as mm -hmm. the first one. I didn't want to just do the same exact thing I did before. Yeah. I tried a lot of different vocal stylings. Um, I know like with the, the guitar playing, we tried a lot of different things. We did a lot of uh, programming and a lot of different kind of industrial sounds and stuff in it. So um, I think it's different, but I think it's very reminiscent. I think there's certain songs that are obviously the dead sound and then there's a bit of uh, a bit of like a uh, you know taking it to new to a new place um so i'll be interested to see what people think about it you know 
Yeah. Does working with a different producer change the way you guys put together songs at all? Or how much influence do they have when you guys are sitting down and putting the stuff, some structure together to songs? Yeah, as far as that goes, um, I think everybody structures and whatnot. I think everybody's just trying to write a good song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So I don't think that there's too much of a difference in that. And we, we, we have a lot of input in that too, but we're, you know, we always, we always want to trim the fat off songs. We don't like to be too, for lack of a better word, self-indulgent, you know, selfish with mm-hmm. songs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like as far as I'm concerned, I like a nice concise, you know, fuck you up kind of song, you know what yeah. I mean? Or just, or just get to the point. I'm a big fan of, of, uh, just good songwriting, I guess. And, and oftentimes, you know, I love my Pink Floyd. I love my Radiohead, but you know, that's just not this band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I might do that in a side project or something, but um, so I, I think that it, it's pretty similar as far as that goes, but as far as personalities, it's, it was very, very different. You know, John was like Mr. Coffee drinks coffee all day. Hype, 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 <laughs> go, 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 go make something on the spot. Let's, let's create a moment. You know what I mean? Kevin, um, a little bit different, a little more laid back. Let's have a conversation. Let's take it easy. Light a candle. You know what I mean? Whatever it is like way more chill. Um, and so that you get, you get a little bit different differences with that, you know? And I think that was something that was cool. And, and I, I love both, you know, for, for, for different reasons. I respect both. They're both legends. So, you yeah. know, we're, we're honored to work with either of them. It's amazing. Yeah. Who, who influenced you in your early days, um, in music? And, and does that really creep into what you're doing with dead? I, I would have to, I, I don't know how much it does, you know, but I think it's, I think it's all there. I think movies, music, everything, I think it's all in your brain somewhere. You know what I mean? And, and my brain, I like to latch on to useless information. <laughs> you know, as like, like a lot of, like a lot of people do, uh, you know, like, you know, I know, I know a lot of music. I know a lot of movies. I know references and things like that. And then I, but I, you know, I don't know math, you know, shit like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like that, but I think it does creep in. I think it's always there. Um, my earliest stuff, you know, and, and there's little, there's like little eras of time, you know, when I was really young, my mom said I used to walk around before I remember singing Bruce Springsteen born in the USA. That's the first thing that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found my own music, like when it became, you know, and then I listened to like, with my parents, you know, I listened to like Sabbath and, and um, Pink Floyd with my dad and Billy Joel. And then my mom was like, you know, the Beatles, Cat Stevens and the police and stuff. And then when I got into my own thing, it was like the Beastie Boys, No Effects, uh, Beck, you know, alternative kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then into Deftones and into Corn and, and a lot of different things like that. And, and so it, it, it kind of was all over the place. Uh, honestly, for me, as well as listening to, you know, the classic stuff. I love my parents' music. I love my music. Um, and then, you know, you go on and, and it goes and goes and goes. And then, you know, gotten way into like hardcore, glass show every time I die, you know, stuff like that. And there's just been different eras of of, of time. You know, you, you get drawn into certain things and you identify with certain things. And now I feel like it's a culmination of everything that I've ever listened to, um, whether it be hip hop, rock, punk, metal, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. How have you stayed connected with your fans? I mean, obviously everybody's sort of been locked down for the last year and a half. What have you done to stay connected? Well, we didn't do any of the live stream stuff. It just didn't feel correct for us personally mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but I, I feel like I feel like we've done I, I guess we could have done more when I think about it actually. Um, but you know, I was always trying to post stuff, you know, here and there and, and whatnot. But I also took this time because it was a hard time, man. Yeah. 
you know um i took the time to really be with myself a lot honestly um i got way deep into my um breath meditation stuff that i've been doing and filling my heart with gratitude as much as i can and you know really connecting with people after touring for four years straight um on the first album because of how how much it popped off I feel like I got a lot disconnected uh, from everybody. And so I really connected, even though I couldn't physically be with them, I was just more in touch with people than I had been in a long time. And it really felt great. And it put a lot of perspective into what's important for me and what's not. Um, but um, I, I, I would say that, you know, um, I was online, you know, I was online sometimes and I was trying to, you know, go and just talk to people, post kind of, you know, as much as I could, even though there was not to post about. And I don't yeah. like to really, I don't like to, bullshit with stuff like with people like if i don't have something to say i usually don't say anything yeah i'm that kind of guy yeah. you know if uh so i like to to you really say things of value if if i can and so um you know i don't know i don't know if i did a great job honestly at that you know frankly just you know it's hard and and uh yeah. you know we've been spending a lot of time obviously the last you know six months doing these episodes spending a lot of time talking about how different artists have been connecting with their fans and some have, have done it real well and they've figured it out. And some have just like, I want to put in content that's going to resonate with folks. And if it's not going to yeah. resonate, then it's not going to resonate. Um, yeah. You know, we, yeah. We spend a little bit of time on the show talking about the future of the music industry. And obviously technology plays a role in that. Um, mm. You know, you would talked about you know, when you were a kid listening to bands that I, I grew up listening to as well. But I also went to record stores, right, and and would go yeah. to a specific part of the record store to grab a, an album and rip it open yeah. as soon as I got out and read the liner notes and all that stuff. And that's not part of the thing anymore, really. Uh, right. Even albums, right, are ch sort of changing. They used to tell a story. Now albums really aren't telling a story anymore. Um, yeah. Where do you think we're headed? Like, what's the future of the music industry as a whole? Such a hard question uh, and a loaded question. And I share your sentiment. Uh, it was one of my favorite things to go and get lost in the record store. And I was just surrounded by my friends, you know, mm -hmm. which was music, you know what I mean? At all times and hit that bargain bin, find like a, a CD for like four bucks that maybe you never heard of, but the artwork was cool. Let's check this out. Let's right. see what we got here. You know what I mean? Um, nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do love the ease and the accessibility of music now. Um, I can seriously just lay on my back and chill for three hours and just dive into people's similar artists, yeah. playlists, whatever it is, and find so much stuff. Um, and I love making playlists for myself, different varieties of things like that. I just recently got into like Polynesian, Hawaiian music stuff like I've been listening to, which is just real chill and laid back, throw it on on the weekend. I love it. Nice. Um, which I don't know that I ever would have done if yeah. I didn't have this, you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, um, I think it's great. Um, I think that obviously nowadays it seems like people are just putting out a lot more singles. You know what I mean? You just, you just put it out like you can put out more music faster. I mean, that kind of thing. Um, you know, it seems like vinyl's still doing good. People like that, that tangible piece of artwork that you can hang on your wall. You can put, you can put it up on the table, whatever it is. Like that's still cool. And I'm glad that people still like that, but um, I think it's just, you know, and you got the Spotify guy saying, put out a new song every week if you want to make money. And that's what you should do. And it's like, well, you know what I mean? Like, which, which is frustrating, you know what I mean? Of course. But I'm still a fan of, of an album. You know, I still like to get a complete thought, like you were saying, uh, from a band. I want to see 
Um, I like the idea of caps of encapsulating and capturing the time or, um, you know, uh, space and time, you know what I mean? Like this is where they were, they were there for two months. This is what they created. And then that's a really cool thing to me. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's an old head kind of mentality or not, but, um, I still enjoy that. I really do. Um, and I love singles as well. You know, if it's just a dope song pops off, you're like, awesome, cool. Like it keeps you, you know, it keeps you satisfied while you're waiting for more music, whatever it is. And, and we really benefited from that with, with everything that happened. Yeah. We would just kind of like put a, a song out, you know, here and there throughout it to kind of keep people, you know, give them a little something, keep them in touch, you know? Yeah. We also worked on a bunch of like remixes that never came out yet. I hope they come out someday because I think they were sick, but I was trying to get some some remixes out. We just couldn't get them out because of whatever politics and stuff. But, sure. um, you know, so like that is cool, you know, that you can be like, cool, we're just going to release some stuff. It's real easy, you know? And I think, but I think that caters maybe a bit more to uh, independent artists that, that aren't involved with the team and that kind of stuff, you know, um, which is great because those people should be empowered as well, you know. Um, so it's really, it really is. It's like a, it's, it's a two-edged sword. I think it's cool. It gives power to the artists and it makes it really accessible so people can find you and share your music easily. But at the same time, the value of the music you know and it becomes background noise a lot of times yeah. um you know so there's it's really just like anything there's pros and cons you know um yeah. where it's going past that i mean i don't know where it's going it's hard to even think like uh, this is right. you know i actually i'd like to add this is your podcast this is your kind of vibe where do you see it going like do you know some shit that i don't that I'm not talking about or, you know, it's been interesting to hear the different opinions, right? Because you guys are in it. You guys are on the front lines of all this stuff. And I think, you know, uh, you touched on something that I've heard multiple times on this show, whether it was this podcast or the show we did before. Um, mm. And Ryan from yellow card said it best. He thinks, you know, similar to you, a lot of people are putting out singles and that used to be the way going back to 45s, right? They released a mm -hmm. single. It'd be out in our 45. And, um, and, and that seems to be the opinion. I, you know, as I mentioned, I, I really like albums that tell a story. Things like, um, you know, li longtime listeners know I'm a huge fan of Oingo Boingo and Danny Elfman. And I grew up listening to that stuff when I was a kid. And there's an okay. album they did called Only Lads about this kid in Toronto. And the whole album is about this kid in Toronto. And um, mm -hmm. and, it, and it just tells a, tor a story about this tormented kid who just didn't fit right in society. And the whole album just, like, is really good. And my my dad used to play the tape constantly until it wore out and then we'd go out and we'd go buy another tape and put it back in and we'd wear it out again and again and again um yeah. and there are still bands that do that kind of stuff but it's few and far between and i think right. if enough artists go back to saying no we're not gonna like kind of push back on the on the spotify's of the world and say i don't want to make a penny every time somebody listens to my song right yeah. i want to put out substance i want to put out something that's going to be like a story I think if enough people do that, then it'll affect the way we think about where the music industry is headed. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make sense. Um, and touching on that too, I, I discussed that with my with my dad, who's a big fan of like Dylan and, and Johnny Cash and stuff, and 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 uh, Billy Joel, who really were into telling stories. You know what I mean? And and I was discussing. That. I was like, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at like, but it's a lost art in music really nowadays, is, yeah. right? Yeah. It really is. And I, and I love it. And I have such an affection for it. Mm -hmm. And there still are people that do that. Um, oh, what's that newer girl that um, she's a singer songwriter, Brianna. Um, man, I can't think of her name, but we were jamming her the other day. She was really making some lyrics, man. I wish 
fucking knew her name right now. Um, she, her <laughs> lyrics really were telling a story and painting a picture. And, um, and I was really into, into her stuff. Um, so I do still hear it. I hear it here and there, you know, um, but it's more usually more focused on, on that, on that kind of vibe. I guess Coheed and Cambria kind of still yeah. does that, you know, they yeah, make yeah. like, they make like, um, you know, vibes like that. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm not, I like, I'm not good at that, I guess, you know, like, it's just not my strength, I guess yeah. more, um, you know, all of my stuff is usually kind of about consciousness, kind of about thinking, uh, about making people think about what they're doing, how they're living their life, what they're consuming. Um, that's what my thing is about, you know, yeah. which comes from that, that punk rock ethos, I think from growing up with that a lot. Totally. Um, and, and hardcore music and that, like, I've always loved the lyrics of that kind of thing. Um, so there is a connectedness in that sense about, about a way to live your life and a way to not, hopefully not, you know, try not to be a piece of shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that kind of thing. But it's not like, like yeah. I feel like what we're discussing here. Yeah. And, and I, I miss that in music too. And, um, you know, so, but I'm just saying it's not my strength and, and I wish that, uh, that I could do that maybe on a different project. I yeah. could do that, you know? No, it's, and, and I think there's a place for, uh, everything. Right. And I think the, the, the objective of music is to bring people together. It's the same with food, right? When you sit down and you have a meal with somebody, politics goes away, the your, you know, uh, sports rivalries go away, and that's the same with music. When you find a music fan, like I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and we used to go to Gilman all the time and watch yeah. Op Ivy and Alphabet Soup and Skankin Pickle I'm and jealous. Green Day yeah. and AFI. We used to watch that and it was people from the Burbs people from yeah. the city people from yeah. you know all different walks of life and then you'd mm -hmm. see him at school and you you wouldn't even say hi to him right we'd go to school right. the next day and be like you know you knew you were rocking with him at the gilman the night before but you pass yeah. him in the halls at school but that's right. what that's what music does it, it brings everybody together and as long as you're doing that like that's the value right totally i i i, I think of it like shows it's like, I feel like it's like a church, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Everybody goes there and worships and, and you're all included and you sing and you sing together yeah. and, and, and there's no, like you said, that segregation goes away of classism or whatever it is, you know? Uh, and, and it's just, it's just a beautiful thing, man. And that's one of the reasons I love it because I, growing up, I never understood why so many people didn't like each other for such silly reasons, whether mm -hmm. it be, your religion, your race, whatever it is, you know what I mean? I, I never could understand it. And and I think that's one of the reasons I was drawn to, to music, you know, uh, in a big way, because I felt like it took all that away and we were talking about music and we were talking about ideas and we were all on the same page. You know, you see, a, 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 you know, a guy or a girl wearing a band shirt, you know something about him right away. And you go, you understand something that I understand and I, I can talk to you about that. If nothing else, we can talk about that. Let's not talk yeah. about, let's not talk about Republican Democrat. Let's not talk about anything. Let's talk about, you know, let's talk 100%. about Slayer or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are getting ready to go out on the road. Uh, starts yeah. on the 17th in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm. Lincoln, Nebraska. Of all places to start a tour, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. That's awesome. But you guys are coming yeah. through here too. You guys are coming through Portland, Oregon uh, next month, which is awesome. I'm excited. Um, you know, talk Killer. a little bit about the the tour. How, like, how did this come about, and and um, and how excited are you to get back on the road? I'm so amped, man. I mean, the tour was supposed to happen again uh, in like May of oh, wow. 
what year that would have been like right at the beginning of the pandemic yeah, may 2020, time yeah. 2020 yeah it feels like it's been three years <laughs> it um, really does it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> i can't um, believe it's september so, by the way we're almost done with 2021 and i'm not really sure i'm ready for 2022 at this point but yeah oh man it's wild insane. yeah it's like i think today was the, or yesterday was the first day of fall i think something like that yeah just nuts. crazy crazy um so the tour was supposed to happen then and then and it was going to happen again at some point and it didn't and now it's going to happen now and it's actually really going to happen now um and uh it's a killer lineup man like you know it's in this moment blackville brides us and i believe the opening band uh isn't going to be on it anymore so it's just going to be a three package deal as far as i know for right now which is which is cool with me um and it's going to be great i think all the bands really you know uh they cross over each other in certain ways but they're totally different from each other in other ways and, and unique and but everybody, I think, um, brings a great show. I mean, in this moment show, if you've ever heard or seen their show, man, it's one of it's like nothing else I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, and Blackville Brides, you know, uh, I've seen I haven't seen them in a long time. So I'm interested to see what, what their stuff's like now. They, they, they broke up for like six or seven years or something like that. So I know everyone's going to be rabid for them. And then us as well, like new, new music. And uh, it's been a year and a half since we played. So it's. I think there's going to be a, a thirst and I'm hearing it yeah. from other people. People are like tearing up at shows and uh, you know, they just feel so good to, to be back and then their soul probably feels it. You know what I'm saying? And I just, uh, I'm excited for it. And I think we're going to just do the best we can to be safe yeah. and, you know, go out and do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I went to my first show a few weeks ago, went and saw uh, Cypress Hill with oh. uh, atmosphere and um, DJ Z trip was sort of like the guy in between yeah. so from arizona yeah Hell yeah yeah it was like, so much fun it was such a great show it was outdoors so it was even better and yeah to your yeah. point like everybody just felt amazing to be at a show again so right and it's funny feeling that bass in your chest right yeah like, and it was funny uh we were standing we were standing there um chino from deftones moved up here in oregon and so we yeah. watched him walk by as well uh, at the That's show, tight. so it was a lot of fun to see that. Hey, dude, I'm I'm so excited when you get to Portland. Hit me up. Let's uh, grab a pint. But I'm I'm thrilled to to have you on the show and excited to. And best of luck, man. And I can't wait to hear the next album. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. This was actually really fun. And good, good luck with the with the rest of the shows. And yeah, it's awesome. We'll love to hang. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the 510 Radio on the510.com. Any rebroadcast, transcription, or dissemination in whole or in part is strictly prohibited unless given express written consent by the510.com or its officers. All music played on the 510 Radio and the510.com is copyright of the respective owners. This has been a production of the510.com.